Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Coming up on TMS, Jesus Fried Chicken. There's no crying in video games. Horror, horror. Turns out a lot of things rhyme with house. We're all grumpy. I call my underwear live action shorts. Neoprene with a nice sheen. JFC in the BMW. Pain, tree, butter. Full frontal Francis. Dealing with ding-dongs. Tall glass of Marge. Your fish tank has too much P in the PH. Short for pronto? Therapy Thursday and more. On this episode of The Morning Stream. I want that head so sanitary and squared away that the Virgin Mary herself would be proud to go in there and take a dump. Joker, shut the f*** up. The Morning Stream. not the messiah he's a very naughty boy this is the morning stream morning everybody welcome back to tms the end of the week for all you non-patrons yeah that's right thursday april 22nd 2021 that's right this is where the this is where the weekends for you yep yep <laughs> non-patrons yeah get out of here because you don't get tomorrow's TMSPM right. or any other cool stuff. You're just that's just how it is. We like to guilt you once in a while. See if you'll uh, maybe sidle on up to the bar and set Tony a spell. Up. Exactly. You. Instead of instead of leeching off of all, all of our free drinks, uh, maybe buy one. You know, buy, buy around yourself. Yeah, this is all this is all true. So uh, Brian and I were remarking <laughs> before the show today why either of us are kind of grumpy today, and I don't, and uh, we're not yeah. entirely sure why. But no, yeah, really couldn't put our finger on it. I have one theory and. It's probably not accurate, but okay. Uh, so two things happened yesterday that may have contributed to this. Sure. Um, got all my stuff done. Was feeling a little antsy. I'm like, I need to play a game or something. So I played a little Elder Scrolls Online last night, and um, okay. I did a quest that choked me up. Oh. And I'm not used to that in video games of any sort. No. Video games don't no. normally uh, yank on your my emotion chain. Occasionally, I don't I'll find play something. video games to cry. <laughs> there was this really sad total throwaway side quest that had nothing to do with any main story or anything that was just this sad little thing. I won't get into details, but uh, you know, if people experience it themselves or rather than not be spoiled on it, but it was this. It was the nicest, like heartfelt little thing. It made me think that there was something behind it. Like maybe the quest designer had a personal experience that inspired it or something. I don't know. But it, but it got me. And uh, so then I was just a little melancholy. And then I went upstairs and went, well, it's almost time for bed. Let's put the dog away. Let's do all this stuff. Beep, 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 beep. And then I sat down and I ripped through 
all seven issues of a comic called Severed, Ooh. which okay. is written Sounds by uh, written by uh, Scott Snyder. I couldn't tell you who the artist is, but he's awesome. He's normally like a classically trained artist guy. They hired for a comic, and it really worked. Anyway, wow. it's a horror comic, a horror horror. Yeah, horror. <laughs> Hara. Hara. Um, although there is a, a prostitute. <laughs> there's a prostitute about issue four, so maybe there's you know, there's some of that. Oh, but, there you go. Well, it's a- yeah, you get both whores. Um, but anyway, it's, uh, it was real dark and, and very good, but super intense. And by the time I got done with that, I was like kind of wired up for that. And then I slept like crap, and now here I am, and I'm, grunt- I'm grumpy. Brian's grumpy. We're all grumpy! Well, see, and maybe maybe there's something to that because uh, prior to Raid, Raid was a blast. It's always a blast with uh, this group. Yeah. But prior to that, we watched four of the five documentary short subject nominees for the Oscars. Uh. We've done the live action shorts. We've done the animated shorts. And now it's the documentary shorts. Sure. And let's see. Uh, we had one that was about um, uh, a young black woman that got shot in a grocery store, in a convenience uh, store. So a positive, then there was one story. That was, yep, yep. What's that? A very yep. positive, upbeat story you got going yep. there. And then that was followed by one about um, the Hong Kong uh, and China uh, democracy rioting that was going on. Oh, nothing but smiles. And all through. Just smiles just and Just nothing but smiles there. Yep, yep. Uh, then we had one about a, oh God, yeah, this is the worst one. It was about a hospital in Yemen oh boy. where uh, the malnutrition and the Saudi Arabian government blocking supplies from getting to uh, to the people of Yemen have caused so much malnutrition and starvation and death. And we you know, basically just, you know, watching babies not make it. Yeah. And then uh, what was the last one? Yeah, it was basically just like a, a happy fest of uh, documentary short subjects. Wow. Yeah, and, uh, that could have contributed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know which one. I I think I think the uh, the Yemen one is probably going. Well, the Chinese one is probably going to win. Oh, I that see. That was really good. I was going to ask were you good. If, if you had a favorite, but uh, sounds like yeah, they were really really good. But boy, were they depressing. And then the fifth one, which I didn't get to because I had to go to raid, was apparently about a musician who just likes to make music. It's like, well, why couldn't I? Why couldn't they put that one in the middle of the five? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, this reminds me. Speaking of Oscars and yeah. your recommendations, yes. I watched uh, yeah. I watched the the Nomadland there. No Madland, yeah, yeah. Nomadland, and um, Nomadland. I adored it. I thought it was awesome. I yeah. loved it. And yeah. I, part of the reason I think I loved it is there's a couple of things going on here. One, it, it something about that lifestyle and it, it being in the desert really appeals to me, mm-hmm. just at some real guttural level. <laughs> Um, yeah. Hard for me to explain, but uh, well, nobody here is surprised by that. By the way, right. nobody should be surprised. It was <laughs> like almost if like the, if Nomadland ended with a big car chase across the <laughs> desert, it could have been. It could have been more. <laughs> yeah, like I was gonna say, like there's. It was almost like a nice Mad Max in a weird way, like yeah. a calm, yeah. uh, sharing sort of Mad Max sort of lifestyle. But uh, it's. I think the other thing that really got me about it, and you know, it goes without saying, the acting is incredible. Um, yeah. she is just insanely good. <laughs> Some of which isn't acting, but yeah. Yeah, a lot of it I mean? isn't. A lot of these people are yeah. just real and they're talking. And that's the part that I think really sunk in. And it's it's really good directing where you can take those two things and mush them together and not have it feel weird. For sure. And have David you know, Strathairn show up out of nowhere and not Jeez. have that be a shock to your system. Oh, have it feel so like good. it fits. He's so good in yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, he. I mean, he just uh, he blew my mind. I loved it. Um, but anyway, the the, the, the other big yeah. takeaway for me is, well, do you ever did you ever see the the oh, what was that called? Not the simple life, the simple time. Shit. Oh, a uh, simple story. Yes, the the lawnmower yeah. guy. Yeah, the, the the David David Lynch. David Lynch. David yeah. Lynch. This is like the, the that most movie. Non David Lynch. David Lynch movie ever. For sure. And that movie was rated G of all things. It was crazy. It's crazy. Like- like this David um, Lynch right here. This, yeah, there's this there he is. Look at him. Lynch, yeah. You don't want to watch a movie on your effing phone, he's saying to himself. Um yeah, that hit that simple life thing or simple story, keep saying simple life, story mm-hmm. is a lot like this. In that it is. It, it, there's a kind of a matter of fact, salt of the earth, non acty kind of quality to it. Mm-hmm. And this this definitely had tones of that. It just it really worked with me. I thought the music was amazing. You got to tell me what the cover is at the end, the piano cover. What's the song they're covering? Do you know? Do you remember? Oh, from I don't viewing? remember. That was one of the first ones we watched for this batch, and uh, oh, so good. Um, and here's and here's, you know, I've been I I've, I've been saying that this year's crop of nominees are, in my opinion, one of the best we've had in a long time. There is no. There is no movie in the list that's like, eh, I hope that one doesn't win. Mm-hmm. I, I, this was, it might be lowest in my list of all the nominees, mm-hmm. but it's still one of the best things I saw this year. I just happened to really enjoy Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, uh, Mank. Yeah. Um, those are, I think, my three favorites. I would say, you know, if you've got time between now and the Oscars, Maybe Sound of Metal should be the one you go for. It's streaming on um, Amazon Prime, but that's about a heavy metal drummer who starts oh, right. losing his hearing. Right, and, yeah, that's um, one I definitely want to see. Um, that's so good. Yeah. yeah, I was just really impressed with it. I, mean, I knew I was going to like it because I like Frances McDormand. She can do no wrong mm-hmm. for me, but, um, you know, I, I didn't really quite know entirely what to expect, but this kind of introspective, quiet tr- you it's know, really journey. Sweet. It's really nice. Really it's, good. it's almost even got like a boyhood kind of quality where you're not really watching a story from start to finish. You're watching a the middle of a story or a slice of someone's life. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. It was, yeah. it was really nice. And and some of that life appealed to me. <laughs> I have to admit, <laughs> just the idea of living on you your go, own in a van. Go sell rocks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you got a little trader space where everybody's put out stuff. There's trading around. And yep. there was a certain kind of, I don't know. I, I like that. Whoever the kid was that she talked to twice. Yes, the the kid that gave her the the lighter the second time. Yeah, I assume he's, that was the clip I used for my recommendal when I when oh, I talked about that's this. Right. That, that was my favorite moment. Just the well, no, you know, she, my girlfriend just uh, doesn't want to live the life I live, and yeah. I go and see her when I can. And yeah, it was. I don't know. There's something about it. There's a vibe there. So yeah, uh, I still don't understand. Now look, we're American and we're weird. Uh, every sure. every other uh, location in the world, every other country in the oh, world that rated yeah. this film did not rate it their equivalent of R. But we did. Why? Because she's floating in a river, naked, yeah, just under the water. Because and because they base it on a, a an old Puritan like non contextual standard that says up oh, nudity or this many f bombs or this many you know right. Uh, it's it's completely based on on a non um 
something that just can't take into context because they just don't want to have to do any sort of opinion. Well, it kind of fits with the film. And uh, this one actually has, you know, it's not. It's completely non-sexual. There's no sexuality to this nudity. This moment of nudity is like a weird, ethereal sort of like. I don't even know what to call it. It's art. It's art. All yeah, right. It's yeah, not exactly. the same. So all of this exactly. like freak out over that kind of stuff just pisses me off. This movie should have been PG at the worst. Like yes, language exactly. wise, there was nothing there. There was no violence. Uh-huh. The the themes are are you know maybe you wouldn't want a six year old to try to explain the plot. I guess, but there was nothing about that scene that annoyed me. No, I know. Maybe that's why I was grumpy. That's why I'm grumpy. That could be. That also could be it. Yeah. The MPAA making me grumpy every time I see a thing. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Just look at the list. I mean, the father was excellent. Judas and the Black Messiah. God. I mean, it's just such a it's such a good crop compared to. um, It's a good year for uh, a year that was marked with such. Well, I guess it was a lot of post production, right? But uh, you know, pandemic time. I'll be interested to see what next year what we're saying about best movies you know what i mean right and i don't and i certainly don't want to say that well last year i mean you know but i th- I thought the irishman was okay i was you know wasn't blown away by it i thought parasite obviously parasite and jojo rabbit uh uh were excellent 1917 was excellent right um but i'd say that the the ribbon or the spectrum for twenty for the the films that were nominated last year is a lot wider than the the spectrum this year yeah. as far as quality it, it definitely it feels that way even though i haven't seen a lot of it it still it feels like a cut above uh this year but we'll see if yeah. next year was affected by pandemic things or not i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. i'm really we'll curious see. about that tv i'm curious well. to see how they do it because i you know they're not they're not having anybody in the audience that's not nominated or a presenter so nobody will be there live that's not an audience member or I'm sorry not a uh, presenter or a nominee and then they've got two locations kind of like what they did for the Golden Globes with uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler where you've got you know all right, we're pulling this person on a stage here. They're going to give their acceptance speech, or they're in L.A. and they're going to do their speech over here, or whatever. Right. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Yeah, we won't have all the all those wide audience shots of opulent people living the life. <laughs> yeah, we really don't need. Yeah, literally hating sitting next to who they're sitting next to. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going to do something today a little bit different before we pull Bobby in, and it's just a one time. It's a one time segment. Here you go. Give me the box. All right, I'm going to open a box live on the air. It's a box opening. Wow. Yep. Okay. What's uh, it, what's in the box? I don't even know. Now, normally I get stuff at the PO box. This showed up at the door, yeah. which makes okay. me, and I didn't order this. Uh, it's from somebody called the Game Crafter. And uh, I don't know what this is. So we're going to find out together as I unbox. You know, it's popular now. I like the unboxing. The kids do. Yes. Yes. All of a sudden, our YouTube ratings are skyrocketing yep. because of this moment. It's going to be right huge. Here. This And this video, this archive will be on YouTube. You're welcome, everyone there who loves this. <laughs> will you please make a, uh, a title card for this that shows you opening the box and doing this? Yeah, but I, have to, I need a white outline around me. Can you do that part? You need a white outline, your hands on your head, and some overblown reaction shot. Oh, look at this. Oh, I guess I did know about this, but it's not me who initiated it. Dave ordered it. Okay, here we go. It's the, it's the game pad. Oh, this is the mat. Yeah. For your game. Oh, look at this, you guys. They needed to put that in a big box. Yeah. They had to put that in a huge box <laughs> That's for sexy. some reason. That's yeah, very sexy. It's very nice. Ooh, let's see. Is that the right size for the deck? 
Hold on, I gotta test it. We're gonna take a card. All right. Oh yeah. We'll take a, we'll take an eight here of the uh, of the okay. deck here. We'll lay it. Oh, right. It fits right in the middle. Oh my god! It's it's set on the it sits on the mat. Oh, you guys, that's perfect. Oh, this turned out really good. I'm pleased. <laughs> Neoprene with a nice sheen on it. Yeah, Very well I like printed. That. That's cool. Oh, this took me forever to draw. By the way, forever. Really? Oh yeah. I don't know why. Lots huh. of detail. Lots of little nooks and crannies. Yeah. It just took a long time. Longer than I'm used to, but um, very happy with this. Okay, well, That's it's cool. not. I promise this wasn't my attempt to freaking pimp rock runners one more time. <laughs> I didn't By know. the way, I hear that that neoprene mat will also work with other card games like Uno. Yeah, <laughs> you can use them with just about anything you want, and you can put, you could use it as a mouse mat if you wanted to. Oh yeah, there you go. Anyway, very cool. I'm excited. Very cool. All right. All right. Dave will be happy that that happened accidentally. He'll think that's awesome. Yes, exactly. All right. Accidentally. <laughs> yeah, there's no accidents in this world. Bobby coming in. Bobby! Yeah, we got some, uh, we got some science to get through, and that's just how it's going to be. And we're going to start it by hitting this. I think science is cool. I think it's cool, too, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes there's weird stuff, and today we're going to suss through some of that weird you stuff. weird science? Weird science, yeah. Uh-huh. With, uh, with uh, that pretty lady that... Is Kelly LeBron the movie? I was, I was thinking you were going to go Danny Elfman, Oingo Boingo, but you went Kelly LeBron. Okay, that's fine. That's good too. That's I think about too. her all the time. She was a bit of a she was a bit of a crush back in the day for a lot of us, oh, I think. But okay. uh, anyway, uh, who is not my crush, but a good good pal of the show, Bobby Frankenberger, joining us now. Hello, science's own Bobby Frankenberger. Hello, uh, arts own Scott Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a question quickly. Um, my family. Yeah. Is looking for a great family card game. Oh man, um, do I have news only, for you? Yeah, yeah. If I if I could only think of one that I could recommend. Oh look, here's a whole deck of what I My like to call geologist is looking for uh, <laughs> Rock Runners Incorporated, where you'll be able to take these now seventy plus cards and pl- have a great time with your family and your friends. <laughs> and did I tell you there's a game pad for it as well, so you can put your decks out here. You've got the draw deck. The play deck and your space credits. But wait, there's more. <laughs> if you act now, we'll throw in this lovely set of cutlery. There you go. Uh, no, I, uh, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm, I'm stoked that uh, families will get to play because that's where I've had the most fun with it. So that's a fair point. Anyway, yeah. we're not talking about that today. I want to talk no. about this uh, weirdness with. All right, we we live in a time where we're all getting the vaccine and those who aren't are dumb and whatever. Okay, we can talk about that <laughs> different day. You said that, not yeah, me. Yeah, it's true. Not, um, not that we want to go out on a... Uh... <laughs> not dumb, just you're whatever. I don't want to... Hold your emails. You know how I feel. Anyway, the point is that uh, we've had the for a while here in the States, the big three choices, if you had a choice, were uh, Moderna, Pfizer, and then Johnson & Johnson, which is mm-hmm. the one... The uniqueness of the J&J is that it's a different process. It's more like the old sort of flu shot style... Uh, thing single shot one and done one and done and booster yeah doesn't use the mrna stuff uh Mm -hmm. like it's just your good old-fashioned here's your here's your thing uh but then things got weird uh our own justin robert young by the way getting the johnson and johnson he got it before he left uh, california Mm -hmm. and uh but then there was like a bunch of talk of uh uh-oh there were some weird abnormalities at the lab and also six people uh, out of however many million got weird clots and so everything got put on hold and it's gotten all weird so you're here to make just clear this up 
Like, tell us the deal, what happened, what's happening, yeah. and is it okay to get it, and should you ever get it, and is it even an option to get it? Right. Right. So, so to answer the quick ones that you just just asked, which are, is it a, can you get it? Is it an option? Um, it will be again, almost definitely. But right now, it's still on pause. Um, okay. the, so, Tuesday, like you said, to, last Tuesday, mm-hmm. April thirteenth, the FDA and CDC kind of did, made a joint statement suggesting that a pause on the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, um, and then everybody stopped in the country and the reason that they did that is complicated um (laughs) on the surface it's very simple it's because like you said there are six cases of this uh type of blood clot stroke that was uh in that was reported it's it's specifically called a cvst is the cerebral venous sinus thrombosis it's a very rare kind of blood clot in the brain um, and it was, it was very strangely happening at the same time with a, a low platelet counts called thrombocytopenia. But um, it's just a really rare condition happening. Six out of the seven million doses, six people got this. Right. And, it seems um, like more people get it. I, the, the thing I was reading was saying every year, some larger percentage of women get it, uh, get that condition or get similar kinds of clots from standard, like control. regular old birth control. Yeah, and that it's never yes. never put a stop to that, and so people are wondering, well, why is it putting a stop to this, and why are we so? Is it just because we're so cued in on this stuff or something? Well, so it's it's a tough call to make. First of all, you have to be careful about the language that's used because a lot of people aren't right. They're not stopping the vaccine; they're pausing it. And and I maybe that sounds like a sort of pedantic. Um, distinction to make but it's not really it's an important distinction to make because the FDA and the CDC were never saying people should not get this Mm -hmm. Um, they were saying we let's hold off for a little bit because there's some weird things happening and we don't understand it and and we want to have a better understanding of it before everybody continues to use it now we can talk in a minute about whether or not even the pause was a good idea but let's understand why they did what they did Mm. um these side effects that we only have again six i think actually there was a seventh one that was reported after the pause was was suggested um, but it's still only seven out of like seven million um so literally one in a million chance that you could get these severe side effects but they're very severe side effects one person died um a few of them were hospitalized i mean it's a stroke it's a blood clot in the brain right right (laughs) Mm -hmm. but as you well, wait a minute. Do, have they gotten? Have they got full causality on this? Are they sure that it was even as a re, a result of the vaccine, or were these people? Given the low number, to me, it seems like well, maybe these were six event, uh, stroke victims that were coming right. up regardless. You know what I mean? Right. Again, it's super complicated, right? And that's a really good question to ask: is was this was this even caused by the vaccine? Uh, because the the background rate of of these types of blood clots in the general population is is higher than these that are being reported. Um, so, so was this just by chance? Who knows? Um, they, there is some strong evidence that it was caused by the vaccine. Uh, the the evidence is first of all the we're only seeing it in a subset of the population. So it's specifically happening to women aged eighteen to forty eight. 
Oh, interesting. So that's a little bit of a thing. Like, hmm, why is it? Why are we only seeing it in those people? Um, another thing is almost an identical thing happened with the AstraZeneca vaccine over in Europe. Uh, it, it's almost exactly the same, by the way. And there were a lot more, not a lot more, but there were about 86 and 20 million doses over there, 86 cases of, of stroke. And they did do a, a thorough scientific analysis of that and did uh, find that it was highly likely a result of the vaccine there. So because it's similar and because the AstraZeneca vaccine and the Johnson and Johnson vaccines are, are similar in the way that they're delivered, like they're the same type of vaccine. They're not those new mRNA vaccines. They're the adenovirus. Ones. Right. And um, they're they're similar. So it's like, hmm. It points in the direction of saying maybe it's because of the vaccine as well. Also, the fact that the thrombocytopenia, the low platelet counts were associated with this as well, sort of implies an autoimmune uh, connection, which means there's something going on with your immune system that's causing these strokes to happen. Like your immune system's attacking itself. And because that seems to be the case, that's another strong piece of evidence that a vaccine could be causing this because that's what the vaccine kicks your immune system into gear right, right? yeah it's supposed so, to it's supposed to elicit a response that's the whole point right yeah. right. right so there's a strong there's again there's just to recap that there's strong evidence that it it is being caused by the johnson and johnson vaccine well okay so let's let's just say it is is mm-hmm. part okay. of the i mean again given the total total number uh, happening here versus how many doses have gone out, and given that that is a, that's a like a lower rate, even if they can attribute it 100 percent to the virus or to the excuse me mm-hmm. to the vaccine, it's still a lower rate than a lot of common stuff people take all the time for different things. Um, is this possibly just? Um, I, I want to make sure I answer, ask this question right because I'm not trying to imply a conspiracy here, but what I'm trying sure. to say is like if they don't pause it then they look like they're hiding something and not telling people the truth and 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 anti-vaxxers take that and run with it. If well absolutely do, if yeah. they do pause it, <laughs> you kind of have the same problem though. Because now they're pausing it and everyone's like, see, bleh, bleh. I guess what I'm saying is they're kind of in a no-win yeah. situation with this, feels like. They are 100% in a no-win situation with this. Um, and that was why this was such a complicated decision for them to make. Uh, the they even straight up said um, we're, we're only doing this out of an abundance of caution. There is a lot of factors that went in, right? First of all, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine in the the vaccination program that we're in the middle of trying to get everybody vaccinated, only about 5% of the vaccines are Johnson & Johnson, and we don't need Johnson & Johnson in the U.S. to vaccinate everybody. Right, right. Um, so that's part of the calculations that they made. Um, another part of the calculations that they made were... Um, uh, one of the biggest reasons they cited for pausing was saying, we want to make sure that we get all this information out to healthcare providers so that we can, we can warn everybody, say, these are the symptoms you should be looking for. Get those, that information out to the people who've received the Johnson Johnson vaccine as well. You know, you should be in addition to all these other symptoms, you should be making sure you pay close attention to any uh, symptoms of a stroke. Right and then get somewhere because it has been seen. They just really wanted to be really, really careful with with this. Now, there are lots of people saying that they still shouldn't have paused it. I'm actually, 
So those are the facts, right? Right. <laughs> I'm actually of the opinion that they went that that they could have done this a little bit differently, and that they didn't have to completely pause because it is not an insignificant issue to consider that they've given tons of fuel to anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists because we're already fighting a huge up uh seemingly almost uphill battle against those kinds of movements yeah you know what i mean yeah it's almost like the the worst case scenario is happening in that regard because no matter what whatever the negative thing is if there's any negativity associated with any of these things which is such a higher rate of possibility given how quickly this all had to be pushed through right so you're going to run into issues like the factory issue or the manufacturing issue mm-hmm. on the J&J stuff, which is has nothing to do with the, the stroke stuff, I don't, I don't think. It just happened um, at like the same time, but right. they are completely separate issues. Right, but it's just knowing the ding-dongs we're dealing with, those things, all they are is like just excuses for people to go, oh, see, oh, what have I been saying? See, yeah. it's all corrupt, it's all deep state. Like they're going to do that all day about yeah. anything you hear about this stuff in a negative light. And it's a bummer, man. It sucks. It does. It. And we already, even before COVID, we have always had a really bad anti-vax problem in the United States. Yeah. So this, you know, it, it's it always feels bad to have whenever news comes out that you just know is going to provide fuel to that movement. Yeah. But they, they, they suggested the pods. I think that they, the UK when so I, I told you the AstraZeneca vaccine over in Europe uh, has a very similar issue. Yeah. But in the UK, they did something a little bit different with that news, and I really liked how they handled it. They didn't pause the vaccine or stop the vaccine. They just said, "Look, the evidence shows that this is happening in this group of people. So let's let's put a warning on it. Make sure people are aware of it, and let's just." You try to use a different vaccine with that group of people, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so they they kind of hit it that way instead of just like stopping it altogether. Now, again, they rely more on AstraZeneca than we rely on Johnson Johnson. So they, you know, there's all of that that has to be considered as well. Like, can right. you afford to not to to pause it? Right. You know, in this case, you you made the point earlier. You pause that one you pause johnson and johnson and you still have plenty of moderna and pfizer in this country right now and Mm -hmm. so you can you can make that decision because the the crucial uh, the crucial point of let's make sure people get their vaccines doesn't doesn't actually change it it does change in some ways because you know you, you have the two dose thing and it changes scheduling and all that but but you can still keep moving like you can keep right. vaccinating people while you put this on the shelf for a minute and go figure out what the hell ha- happened uh, or is happening, you know, or whatever to make your decision. But it seems to me, no matter what, no one's going to be asking for the Johnson and Johnson. Like even if you told me tomorrow, yeah, oh, it yeah. was all a mistake. Those six stroke victims, uh, they had strokes before it, they just were. It was nascent. and We didn't know. And it had nothing to do with it. Turns out, folks, move along. I'd still go. I think I'll take the Pfizer. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, and that's, that's, I don't know how I you think get a around lot of people are going to have that reaction. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of people are going to have that reaction. Yeah. Um, but it is important to note that, first of all, everybody who's worried that they've gotten it, especially women who have gotten it and are now hearing all this news about all this happening who are concerned, um, you're 
concerns are completely valid. I would be worried about it too. Cause it's hard to erase that worry that it could happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but ultimately at the end of the day, yes, six or seven people got these blood clots. We did have a person die, but of those 7 million vaccines, those 7 million Johnson and Johnson vaccines that were administered, it's hard to predict exactly how many people, but certainly in the order of thousands of lives were saved because of that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the calculation. Like, it's still worth it to get the vaccine. Sure, get the Moderna or Pfizer one if it's an option for you. But we we have to not fight really hard against it. There are some people, like unhoused homeless individuals, who who need the Johnson and Johnson vaccine because it's really hard for them to get a second dose right. follow up. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this. The Johnson Johnson vaccine is an important tool in in the tool belt for getting everybody vaccinated. To me, it reminds me of like, um, you remember the the Samsung Note 7s that were exploding or whatever? Remember that whole thing? They they had like airplanes would stop letting people bring their Note 7s on the plane and and all that. And I remember thinking at the time, it didn't matter how big of a discount you would give me on, on a Note 7. I'm hanging around for the Note 8. Because the PR, the mess has already completed. Like the problem has already happened. Oh, is this more boxes? What's this? Oh, I was thinking I was going to, okay, I got it. Sorry. My wife brought me a package. (laughs) Um, uh, But you know what I'm saying? Like the damage is done a little bit. You've got the PR Hmm. problem. And now what are you going to freaking do? I don't, I don't know how they get around it. Like if you've got the choice, even people who are reasonable about this stuff are going to probably go the other way. So. The way you get around it, honestly, is to talk about how much, and this sounds like spin, but it's absolutely true, that the fact that the FDA and CDC made this announcement, that we paused it and everything, is signs, is is a good indication about how successful the vaccine program in the United States is. Yeah. Uh, because this was identified very quickly. We stopped it very quickly. Um, it, it lets us... It, it gives it gives it's a sign that the monitoring of all this stuff is is very effective we haven't seen any of this in pfizer and moderna so they're still great but um the whole it's the the program the process is working and we're paying close attention to it so that's that's the spin that we need is that lives were absolutely saved because we're being very careful about how these vaccines are rolled out right right well uh, and quick, yeah, clar- ahead, uh, quick uh, clarification from the tadpole uh, from uh, Billy Douche Poodle. <laughs> Is that his <laughs> yeah, name? I'm saying that name. Uh, yeah, that the that the we don't want anybody to think that the clotting is the same, uh, the birth control clotting versus the clotting that came from the Johnson and Johnson. Oh yeah, uh, we're nobody's saying cases. that. I think it's pretty They're, clear. We're just saying other stuff has have everything has what some level of risk to it. You know, right. Well, yeah. apparently at the very beginning, we said something that sounded like we were saying it was the same kind of clotting, but it's well, that's an important distinction to make because I, yeah. we don't want to scare anybody away from right. th- things unnecessarily. Um, exactly. But it is yeah. it is absolutely different. Um, you're right. This is actually the clotting that's happening here is 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 very similar, if not the same as what's called a heparin induced throm- thrombocytopenia. So heparin's a blood thinner and this same sort of uh, clotting and stroke is is seen in in a rare cases in people who use heparin so if you want to make a mm-hmm. distinction it's it's more accurate to 
to compare it to that, I guess. I just think the word heparin is scary sounding. I don't like it. (laughs) Heparin. I like saying it for some reason. Heparin. 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 I don't know. It's like Retson. Like Catherine Heparin. One of my favorite actresses of all time. (laughs) On Golden Pond Heparin. Um, All right. Well, this has been uh, enlightening. And I like talking about this stuff because it's better to talk about it than just read headlines. So I'm really glad to have Bobby here doing that. Bobby, why don't you tell fine folks where they can get more of your scientific knowledge and or discussion on the internet, sir. We, uh, me and my co-host Mora have a science podcast called All Around Science. We just talked about this entire thing on our last episode that just came out on Monday and we go into much more detail about both Johnson & Johnson and we we dug deep into the AstraZeneca thing and then and then gave our sort of hot take, which I've cooled down a little bit since then. So if you want to hear what I thought about it, like right afterwards, and I was like mad at people for pausing. Um, this is I've, more of a lukewarm take. Or a, yeah, uh, this is more of a lukewarm room temperature take. take. <laughs> um, uh, I've, I've leveled out, evened out a little bit. Um, but uh, you should check that out all around science. And, um, and on the next episode, we're talking about, did you know we're going back to the moon? Yeah, I heard. That's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. I do. I like There's the a moon. whole Artemis mission. About time we left a bunch of stuff there that we need to clean up. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a whole picnic spread up. Buzz there. can't find his keys. Buzz There's can't a... find his keys. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Martian or a, a moon alien um, standing on the side of a, a road up there with a tear coming down his cheek because <laughs> we right. haven't cleaned anything. Up. Yeah. Please clean it up. Yes. And if Buzz Aldrin can go back up there. He could punch that alien for for suggesting he didn't actually go to the moon. That I would pay money. To see. Right there, you go. Yeah, exactly. That'd be amazing. All right. But yeah, all around science. Check it out. Do it, Bobby. Thanks for hanging out with us. Very we'll cool. see you on an upcoming Thursday of the show. Bye now. All right. All right. <laughs> Cut him off a little early there. We we didn't just stop Bobby. We paused Bobby. We paused Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't stopped him. Don't, you know, he doesn't cause any blood clots. Don't get anything That's in your right, head about right. that. Oh, gosh. Gosh. All right. Time for a little bit of this. I don't watch the news. The news today is brought to you by. Brought to you by Coverville. Today, we're going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of Sticky Fingers, one of the Rolling Stones landmark albums. It's that one that was designed by Andy Warhol. It's just basically a pair of jeans. The original album actually had uh, a zipper a working zipper on it. Oh, that's but nothing would, don't worry. Nothing would come out if you open the zipper. Uh, but songs like bitch and Brown sugar and wild horses, um, all came from that album. So you can hear covers of all of those tracks. Plus sadly at the beginning of this week, we lost, uh, Jim Steinman and that's not, you know, a household name by any stretch, but he is the writer that worked with meatloaf for years and years and years and wrote all the songs on bad out of hell. He wrote total eclipse of the heart and holding out for a hero for Bonnie Tyler. He wrote making love out of nothing at all for air supply. He wrote, he co-wrote, uh, uh, more for sisters of mercy. I mean, this guy, um, some garbage for Celine Dion too. Uh, he's been writing music for, for musicians for a long time and he passed away. Uh, earlier this week after all of those amazing and yes overblown karaoke hits but you're getting covers of some of his better songs on there as well including damn it somebody took my idea from years ago uh paradise by the dashboard light by meatloaf right it's this it's this epic song kind of like bohemian rhapsody that feels like it's in um multiple parts different different sounding parts and years ago i had the idea of saying oh what we need to do is get a bunch of different bands to record 
the different parts and then you could kind of play mix and match and say all right i want to listen to this band do the cover of the first part and then another one do a cover of praying for the end of time and then another person do a cover of uh uh let me sleep on it whatever oh wow uh and uh and then some bands did that some bands got together and each recorded different parts so hmm. it just you know I need this is where I need to lock stuff down when I have an idea. That's right. Anyway. You gotta like, yeah, and then not tell anyone on the internet. Don't tell anybody anymore. Just exactly. Gotta. So all that stuff coming up at one p.m. Mountain Time, Coverville TV or Twitch TV slash Coverville. Very nice. Uh, Wild Horse is a particular favorite of mine. I like. Oh, it's such a great song. Yeah, yeah. I like the cover by. Um, what's the big one? Uh, uh, Garbage did a good cover of it. Um, oh, is it Garbage? I'm thinking of. It's a f- might not be because they only did it live. Um, oh, okay, it's a f- it's definitely female lead, like female singer. Oh yes, the cranberries. Cranberries. Yeah. Or no, the Sundays. The Sundays. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Sundays. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Love that yeah. cover. Oh, love that whole album. I used yeah. to love the Sundays, dude. They were so good. What are they doing? Are they doing anything? Uh, they. You know, I don't know if they put out them. anything recently, but. That- Picked up all their albums back in the day. The Sundays. Reading, writing, arithmetic. I think was one of them. Is that right? Um, the one that had that cover on it. The album I'm thinking of is the. It had a lot of blue. Oh, that is the one I'm thinking of. 1997, Static and Silence was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading, writing, arithmetic was their 90. That was seven years later. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I guess they only have the three albums. They they stopped. Yeah. Oh, it's too bad. That is too bad. Uh, but uh, on today's uh, show, you're going to hear, you're not going to hear that cover by the Sundays. No. You're going to hear uh, Santana featuring Scott Wayland. Tune in for that. Oh. Lucinda Williams, Marianne Faithful, Towns Van Zant, uh, a cover that he included on the Big Lebowski soundtrack. By the way, that Wild Horses mm-hmm. wasn't even originally, even though it was written by Keith Richards and Mick Jagger, um, they weren't the first band to release the song. Oh, Somebody weird. beat them to it. Weird. And released the cover before their version. So Scott Whalen was only forty eight when he died. Yeah. Let's see. Twenty fifteen. Oh, that sucks. Alright, what are you gonna do? Alright, moving on. Uh here's your <laughs> now the news. <laughs> now the news. Uh the top story today. Seven eleven is opening a drive thru for quick slurpee and tacos. Mmm. Mm. I know, right? Those tacos at at uh, at a Seven Eleven, boy, howdy! Those are those are. Didn't even good. know they had tacos. How do they make the tacos roll back and forth on that machine? <laughs> Nature finds a way, man. They they figure out a way to put them on the roller. Seven uh, Eleven is a widely underrated road trip pit stop, says this article. I don't know if I agree. Uh, the chain of convenience stores sprinkles across the U.S. boosts quite the lineup of munchies, including fan favorite taquitos, pizza, and mozzarella sticks. Two of those you can roll. Uh, not to mention the Slurpee, which you need to wash it all down. I'll admit, I kind of liked a good Slurpee back in the day. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all right. I'd get a Coke. Coke Slurpee. The Coke Slurpee? Would you do the, uh, would you shoot some cherry Slurpee into the Coke? Yeah. Swamp water it a little bit. Yeah. We'd we'd mix them. Mix and match. Sure. Um, I think Mm -hmm. uh, if I was to say, because there's really two choices or the two things in the world that you could get that were like that were Slurpees and Icy's. And Icy's was like the poor freaking cousin's uncle of those drinks. And so Slurpee and The problem with Icy's is that uh, after a while of uh, drinking it, using the straw, 
you'd end up with flavorless ice. Yep. Because you'd you'd basically be drinking all the syrup out of the bottom as it kind of ran down. Yeah, and it was too granular or yeah, uh, yeah. too too fine of a ice shave. You need a little yeah. bit of you need. I don't know. It's hard. It's a really hard thing to hit, right? It is. They figured out the perfect yep. the perfect size. The slurpy folks. Icy did it wrong. <laughs> Uh, anyway, now you don't even get it, have to get out of your car to get that smorgasbord of greasy road trip food. 7-Eleven is introducing its first corporate-owned drive through restaurant, the company announced this week. Locations which will be uh, used in service, or sorry, used to serve its in-house Laredo Tech taco menu is opening in Texas. Uh, you can snag tacos, side dishes, and yes, Slurpees. Uh, if you're rolling through the Dallas area, you can hit up a drive through restaurant which shares space with the company's 7-Eleven Evolution store. Uh, quote, this is, a delish- this is delicious news for customers of both 7-Eleven and the Laredo Taco Company. Never even heard of that taco thing. <laughs> no, I really seriously had no idea. Apparently this I, is... I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, Taco Bell wouldn't even be on my list of 20 places. Or, I'm sorry, did I say Taco Bell? 7-Eleven wouldn't be on my list of 20 places to get a taco. Yeah. I go to Taco Bell before I go here. Easily. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Uh, the ben- the menu boasts uh, beef bar- barbacoa, chorizo, carne asada, carnitas, and even a breakfast taco made with fresh cracked eggs. Shells mm. included. Mmm. <laughs> uh, if you'd rather skip the drive-thru and go for a Marge instead, you can Marge. dine indoors. indoors. What does that mean, a Marge? Like a Marg, a margarita. Oh, a margarita! Yeah. Oh, that's I don't because I don't drink. I don't know these little fun names you guys, guys all have for stuff. <laughs> well, you'd put an e at the end if it was a Marge, right? <laughs> right. But then well, you're right. Marg is the correct pronunciation. But I wouldn't have. That's I wouldn't right. have even then known that. But that, that doesn't was short. even explain like how uh, how they're selling alcohol. I guess the Laredo Taco Company has the liquor yeah. license. Yeah. So this is you know what this is like. This is like when you find a a. Uh, a JF, a Jake, a JFC. What am I? <laughs> that's Jesus effing. Uh, anyway, that's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> What's it called? KFC. Jeez. Oh, so okay. you got like a K- <laughs> That's so much better than the Jersey fried chicken <laughs> yeah. place. But like yeah. a KFC connected to like a not BMW, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. Well, yeah, or whatever. And just and you yeah. can do that kind of crossover. That sounds. All, that's yeah. all this is. I think it is. Yeah. Although <laughs> it's not like you can get alcohol at a Pizza Hut. Uh, combo. Well, maybe you can't. Maybe you can get beer to Pizza Hut. But I'm just thinking, it's like it's really weird for 7-Eleven to uh, to bundle with a, a taco company where you could go in and get a margarita. As opposed, <laughs> you know, it's not a merging of just a bunch of fast food places like those KFC, Pizza Hut. Right. Uh, we also got out here. We've got oh, what is it coupled with? A and W and KFC. Right. No. Is it KFC? Maybe it is KFC. That's what ours is. We have we is have that KFC bundle. And A&W? Yeah. yeah. And A&W is, I was, that's why I was thinking of BMW, which is stupid, but it is. <laughs> but J, JFC, Jesus Fried Chicken. JFC. Yeah, yes. not, not, not related. His chicken is. Uh, Long John Silver's. Maybe that. No. I don't think we've got a Long John Silver's out here at all anymore. We don't either. No. Yeah. Do you guys have hires where you are? Hires root hires beer. Hires root and, beer. Well, you probably have the root beer, but do you have like the restaurants it's based on? Oh God, no, no. There's a restaurant. Yeah, I think they may oh, be. I think it may have originated here, and they're only here. I'm not 100 percent sure, but there's these hires places, and they make a really killer burger there. 
That's mm, no. I haven't been there in a while. Sounds good. And tons of root beer. Just like here, you want all the root beer you can ever drink. Here it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the uh, the uh, NW doesn't do the tap thing anymore, right? When you get when you get to uh, NW, it's fountain drink still, and right. they used to have a tap that they do the root beer out of, and it tasted so much better than so just better. Yeah. syrup mixed with carbonated water. Totally uh. agree. Uh, all right, moving on. Hey, Brian, hey. casino news. You like this? You like casinos? Okay. I do like casino news. Casino yeah. news. Yeah, Brian likes the Vegas and the casinos and the whatnot. Well, here you go. That's right. A casino got hacked through a fish Uh-oh. tank thermometer. What? Oh no! Ocean's fourteen. Is no. The- oh no! <laughs> is there a little tiny Asian man in a box? Look out! <laughs> <clears throat> secure your laptop. Secure your smartphone. Secure your tablet. And then, uh, before you forget, secure your fish tank. Yes, you heard me. Your fish tank. That was the lesson learned a few years ago by operators of the North American uh, of a North American casino, according to the 2018 Business Insider report. Cybersecurity executive Nicole Eagman of security firm Dark Trace told the story while addressing a conference. "Quote: The attackers used a fish tank thermometer to get a foothold in their network. Why is the thermometer on the network anyway? I guess probably to report that the you know throw an error if the tank is too cold or too warm or something like that. Too much pee in there." Too much pee, yes. Fishes are peeing too much. Yeah, kill the fish. They're peeing. Uh, It says, uh, then they found a high roller database and pulled that back across the network, out of the thermostat, and up into the cloud. Uh, It turns out it's an Internet of Things problem. There's a lot of devices that you buy, like light bulbs and cheap Chinese um, webcams and and stuff like that. They're great for, you know, being cheap, and they're Internet of Things ready, and you fire them up and you're ready to go. But their security is often garbage, and they don't update their firmware. And you're probably everybody's probably got something in their house right now that's like this. Yeah, that they could that's hack into your uh, Wi-Fi or something. But, right, it's uh, a little exposed, exposed <clears throat> point yep. that uh, some nefarious person could take advantage of. Yeah, and part of it, I I don't quite know what to trust. Like I have these really great outlets that are mm-hmm. um, that are echo enabled, so I can tell them to turn on and off and and whatever yeah. without having to rewire or something, the house. Yeah. But I don't know that they're that secure. I have no idea. Right, right. I, for right, no. right now, somebody could be. I don't know what they. I don't have anything cool, but they could be taking stuff right now. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Who knows? I don't have anything cool though. No. no I mean, digitally, I have a lot of art. But I stuff, have here that might be Internet of Things, but nothing. They yeah, could nothing. kill my hard drive, I guess, and then hold ransom. But then I have all this stuff backed up in like five places, so I'm not that worried. But right. still. Everybody, think about the shit you're plugging in is what I'm saying, all right? Final story. Yes. Uh, glad, we're, glad we're doing this one. I oh, saw yeah. this and thought this feels like... Yeah, we had to get to this. Feels like TMS news all over the place. <clears throat> Not only that, like 10 of you sent it in and said you guys have to cover this, so we're doing it. <laughs> a mystery tree beast turned out to be a croissant, or as they say in French, croissant. people aren't opening their windows because they're afraid it will will go into their house the woman reportedly said Uh, this is about something she saw on a tree wow they just they like uh, BBC in their writing they they don't pussyfoot around with any sort of setup yep it's like you're right (laughs) and they and everybody and the yeah like most articles they do a bunch of stupid puff at the top these guys were like no straight to it here's a quote from the lady yeah uh, a visit to the area showed the creature in question was not a bird or a reptile or any creature of any kind. Unless you consider a croissant a creature, it was a croissant laying in the tree. 
Yeah, you see the photo, and the photo's great. I mean, the photo feels like, <laughs> wow, I could kind of almost see, like, on first glance. Yeah. Saying, that does look like an animal, like some weird yeah. slug creature <laughs> or... It looks like a like a Horta from Star Trek or something. <laughs> it does. Pain, pain, tree, butter, <laughs> fattening. Uh, yeah, it's um, that's all it was, and they f- stressed about it. And had um, you know, people come out, inspectors, and to to like be careful around it and make sure they're not gonna, you know, get stung by a jellyfish in the tree or whatever they thought it was right i just shake the tree and let it fall down and realize oh okay it's it's bread yeah somebody <laughs> threw it up in the tree they said yeah i'm gonna toss my yeah my breakfast thing up the tree <laughs> anyway seems like a waste of a good uh whatever these are croissants i like croissants. first i was afraid it was petrified <laughs> And then with further inspection, and then I asked for a croissant with some jelly on the side. <laughs> Spent so many nights just hiding in my house. <laughs> it's in my uh, blouse. <laughs> I don't know how to you know, louse. I don't have another house. Yeah, I, I, was, I kind of painted us into a corner with that one. <laughs> there aren't very many words that rhyme with house. Blouse, house. Grouse. Grouse. Uh, mouse. L- louse, I guess. Oh, mouse. Okay, there's more. Yeah. Is there any more? Is that it? <laughs> uh, you said blouse? Yeah. Uh, 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 Klaus? Kraus? Kraus? Yeah, Kraus? we said Kraus. We did that. Oh, spouse. Spouse is good. Spouse? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, there's there's always more. There's always more. <laughs> oh, here's a whole list. Let's just see. This is oh, fun. Good. House. Klaus. We did a lot of these. Uh, yeah. Chiaus. I don't know what that is. Uh, Douse. Oh, yeah. Douse. Oh, except uh, that's Dows. Oh, douse. Yeah, you're right. It is douse. It doesn't really rhyme. Douse it with water. You say douse it with water. You also say gauze, not gauss, when you're doing like degaussing right. on your monitor. Yeah, degaussing, gauzing, degaussing. Also, yeah. hoss. That doesn't work. Some of these are bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, rhymedesk.com. Uh, playing fast and loose with the rules of rhyming, aren't that's we? right. Oh, Strauss. That's a good one. Strauss. Uh, oh, what is a smouse? It's a small mouse. <laughs> Hold on, I I have to know this. Uh, okay, smouse. Here we go. Oh, same as a smooch. Oh, smouch. Really? Okay, in South Africa, a peddler, a kind of commercial traveler or storekeeper in large towns who goes through the thin, thinly inhabited parts of of those towns, like the you know the shanty town type stuff. Yeah, selling yeah. goods. Um, they also call him a smouse. All right, a smouse. Okay. Did we say Bauhaus? <laughs> we didn't, but okay, but, but I think it counts. Peter Murphy counts in large amounts. I like that guy, <laughs> dude. Peter Murphy's cool, man. Makes you want to listen to his music right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And and the way, tones on tail. I just love his whole like gothic freaking thing. All that stuff. All the great stuff that came from. Really cool. I dig it. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a break. When Wendy comes back, or when we come back, Wendy will be here. And uh, she'll have an email to go through, which is a bit of a beast, but we're ready. And um, uh, more after that. So stick around. Brian, we need to play a song for the break. What do you got? I've got a song. And, uh, you know, we I do like to to jump around with uh, different styles and genres and, and not just always play ska or 
J-pop or or shoegazy or you know dream pop or something like that. Let's just get some rock and roll. And um, first thing I thought of when I heard these guys, uh, they kind of remind me a little bit of the Refreshments uh, band that did the King of the Hill theme and that. Um, that song that mentions Jean-Luc Picard, uh, um, uh, Banditos. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, these guys are great. This is a band uh, called Totally Slow. They have a brand new single called Casual Drag. Actually, it's the brand new album called Casual Drag. Here's the song Found Factions from the band Totally Slow. <laughs> is the morning stream. All right, we've arrived back from that song, which Brian will now reiterate yeah, the name the of. The song again, Totally Slow, is the band. The song is called Found Factions 
from the upcoming uh, album Casual Drag. Did you ever play this uh, the game Frog Fractions? Did you ever play that? No, Frog Factions or Fractions? Fractions, like you'd learn no. in school. I mean, not that I've played either, really. I, yeah, I was going to say. Well, probably. I've played Frog Factions, Scott, <laughs> but I've never, never played Frog fac- Fractions. What's cool about Frog Fractions is it looks like an educational kids game for yeah. learning math, but it's got a whole hidden like thing in it that's just the most subversive thing you've ever heard of it's crazy cool oh cool frog fractions is a weird i don't know they can never really do it again because now the you know the genie's out of the bottle but what they did with that game was weird so weird Hmm. they'll be studying that for years (laughs) whoops i cut brian off gosh dang it hold on hold on what did i do (laughs) shite hold on a second i'm coming back I'm back, Brian. I'm back. I screwed up oh, and go. I hit call instead of ring. There we go. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I left you for a moment. <laughs> it was a fraction of a frog. I hate when I do that. Uh, all right. Colin Wendy. She hasn't answered yet, but that doesn't mean anything. It could just be she's fumbling for her phone. Hello. Sorry, I just oh, you're fine. My thing up. You're fine. You're, I, saw your, I saw your thing blinking back and forth from like mobile to online to offline i thought oh, she's probably just fumbling for the call or something she so, is fumbling fumbling for the call oh wait what's what's this <laughs> it's my sister wendy she is a therapist and helps people with their real problems all the time comes on this show and helps you with yours uh very kindly since 2011 hello wendy and welcome back to the show hello did we lose oh. wendy we lost Wendy. No, I'm here. You can't hear me. Yeah, what? you were. Now we can. Now did we you, can hear you. Did that you cheek hard. mute? You might have cheek muted or something. I did not oh, cheek mute. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I uh, I got the vaccine yesterday. Oh, well yeah. done. Oh, cool. Phase one. Which shot one? Uh, I got Pfizer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good. And I mean, Scott, you can relate to this superpower we have, mm-hmm. which is our brains are crazy good at making us feel things. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And I know it. Anyway, I'm sitting there. You know, you have to sit for 15 minutes. Yeah. First of all, I wanted some fanfare. Like, there's some awesome experiences. Like, you could go to the Viking Stadium and they have like a big place afterwards. Everyone's dancing to get their arm moving and you're celebrating. Like, it's super fun. I was at a Walgreens where everyone (laughs) hates themselves. Yeah. That's not. (laughs) And I said this to the guy. He shoots my arm and then he goes, "I said, oh, should I move my arm around? Would that be helpful?" And he goes. Well, if you want to believe that. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to believe that. I love that. That's great. And oh. I said, I believe. And I walked away and I'm just moving my arm and everyone's miserable. It was it was not pleasant. Anyway, but I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I can feel it. I can feel it going down my arm. I can uh-huh. feel it in my neck. You know, I'm just making <laughs> that up. Yeah. yeah. But the brain fog that hit, man, that is real. Yeah, that part oh. is real. Yeah. The first shot was... Uh, that was my only real reaction to it was I was just really tired and foggy and kind of out of it. And uh, my arm hurt a little the next day, but it wasn't oh anything major. God, the second shot, nothing. Like the it's one that was supposed to be hard. I, I mean, I was tired. I guess I was tired and a little headachey. So if I'm honest, it was a little there, but it wasn't like this major reaction that a lot of people get on Moderna yeah. or others. Um, yeah, the Moderna shot number two. and. The only I haven't heard as many stories of Pfizer two giving problems as much as Moderna two. Moderna two, yeah. yeah. So Adam's getting his Moderna one today. Oh, nice. So we're just a day behind, and we'll see who 
who has the chip in their brain. <laughs> nice. You no, mean... I'm hoping he gets sick. He's never sick. So <laughs> I'm hoping like, he gets sick. I'm like, I want him to hit, feel it. Yeah, he never gets sick. Adam's yeah. like a impervious to illness, so he needs a to little bit, feel it. A yeah. little bit. He's got that weird gene that makes him live till they're 3,000 years old. Yeah, his uncle um, Poppy yeah. will live forever. So, uh, but the you. brain fog. So I, I'm saying this because I, a caveat, Whatever I say today no. may be total garbage because <laughs> I, uh, I I have had a couple calls this morning and I'm just sort of staring at him like, Are you you good? You, should we still talk? Like, uh. That's awesome. No, I it's love a little it. foggy. I love it's not it. not great. Well, well, that sounds like fun, actually. So we're going to have some actually fun. kind of does, yeah. Well, um, we'll have <laughs> fun at the expense of this emailer and uh, see if we can't uh, <laughs> help or hurt or harm them in, in the long run. Um, all right, I'm going to read this email. We got one about anxiety, and we'll keep it anonymous. Call them B for now. And here's the email. My anxiety. Several years ago during college, I noticed I started to feel anxious when shopping with my friend for long periods of time. I feel this way when I go shopping with Kim, but that's not the same problem. Anyway. <laughs> I never thought of anything of it because uh, it was a symptom of being uh, of being over shopping after five to six hours. But there was a point in time that I went to the mall on Christmas Eve and felt like I needed to escape. It sh- uh, should be noted that I was there for a gift from my mom, but had no clear plan as to what I would accomplish or how I would accomplish said goal. Since I started dating my uh, now wife, my anxiety in public ever so slightly got worse. I would go twenty or thirty minutes. Uh, a trip to a store and she would want to shop uh, sorry and that she would want to shop at would occasionally get a tunnel vision feeling and the need to locate her and come up with a plan to escape uh, or protection in my head before it would clear up it slowly got worse and then spiked after we had our son he was born at the end of 2019 this is also right up before the pandemic started after the pandemic started my anxiety skyrocketed if I go into a store without a clear and easy accomplished goal, I go into a complex downward, downward spiral with tunnel vision and escaping mindset. Uh, there are even times that I lose track of time. For example, while my son was at his grandmother's house, he would have been, uh, or say, he has only been into three stores once in his less than two years of life. Uh, the wife and I needed a few things from Walmart because we were in the process of moving. It was a short list of a few things, but I started to see people not wearing masks properly and my anxiety kicked in full force. I just remember asking my wife to lead the way and then suddenly we were at the back of the store picking out the stepladder that I needed. I lost the entire stretch of time that it took to get from the front of the store to the back. This reminds me of driving sometimes, like you don't notice that you took your commute. I hate that thing. Anyway, my wife is a licensed counselor. Uh, she has since told me that I need probably to see some someone PRN. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, what's I, that mean? Do you know what that means? PRN. It. I think I'm not sure if it's like a. She means APRN, like a nurse practitioner that can do meds, or is it short for pronto? Oh, <laughs> it might be short for pronto. I don't know. I'm old. I don't know acronyms. What if it's porn and you left uh, out the somebody O? Somebody says as needed. PRN as needed. PRN as means as needed. A, I've never heard of that. As needed frequency. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, it's one more time. Uh, it's so the way the sentence goes. She has told. Uh, she has since told me that I need to probably see someone PRN and possibly get a low dose medication to help me when I go into places public. So I still don't know what it means. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Because you. What he's saying. What she's saying is you. You need an anti anxiety. That you would temporarily use if you're going into places, but a APRN right. would give you those, or 
Yeah. As neat, and it's as needed. Maybe that's what PRN means. So that could yeah. so be like Xanax or something, right? Like a short term. Uh, you know, yes, exactly. But my down. brain read Pronto. Yeah, I read Pronto. I read porn, but uh, I didn't really <laughs> read porn. Anyway, um, it says, uh, oh, and um, let's see. Uh, okay, she and I both understand the ethics of treating family members as I used to be a speech therapist. Basically saying, you know, she can't be his therapist is what she's saying. And you would agree with that, right, Wendy? Sorry to pause here, but you would, you're would you a you're a believer in that whole, like, you'll give advice, but you don't want to be mom's nope. therapist, right? No. Nope. Yeah. You can't, you can't do it. In fact, you create more harm and yeah, no, she's yeah. totally right. Adam's never going to be your client. I've <laughs> tried and it backfires so bad. <laughs> so badly. All right. What if Peter came to you at age 25 and he's like, mom, it's time. I need a therapist and you're going to be it. Right. What would you I'll say? drive you there. I'll drive you, you there. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, there's, here's the rest of it. That is why she obviously wants me to seek help outside of her. Uh, she now goes to the store without me for the most part. I have a few safe places, however, I can go to work with no issue. And if some of them do not wear masks correctly, I feel, uh, but or sorry, even if they wear their masks incorrectly, but I feel anxious when friends and family ask me if I want to meet up or go somewhere. My mother has MDS. It's a type of blood cancer, and she is in chemotherapy for treatment currently. Uh, we have not seen my parents since January of 2020. Jeez. Um, I have thought about going to see them socially distanced, but the thought of driving two hours to not hug them and to be afraid for my son to hug them keeps me from doing so. I should also state that I had COVID in December and lost my grandmother to COVID, uh, a COVID-related illness. Uh, I need to know how to start looking for uh, for someone who will see me uh, in a PRN frequency. Again, I don't know what it means. To try it must be as needed. Yeah, it yeah, must be pro as needed. Re, pro re nada, which is Latin for as the need arises. Oh. We're, See, we're dumb. No, this is good. We're learning. I mean, how much yeah. Latin do we know? I, I don't know hardly any. This is good. Exactly. Yeah. Look at the glass half full, Wendy. Glass half full. All right. <laughs> anyway, I want to start working this out. Uh, I cannot afford to see someone on a regular basis regardless. Um, here's the final stuff. I know this might be a complete... Uh, sorry, might not be a complete coherent thought, but after years of listening to you on TMS, I trust you with all this information. This is a long as hell email, so I understand if you guys don't want to use it on the show. Too bad we used it. We okay. only like really long ones. So. Yeah, that's right. So what do you want to do for uh, for B? I, I relate mm. to B a lot. Uh, in, yeah. in some years ago, like this is not a problem for me now, but this feeling of going into a Walmart and losing your mind in there, I had that bad circa 20... 2008-ish was the worst, um, real bad. And I would have this, these, some of these same experiences, lose track of time, the tunnel vision thing, the feeling of I had just have to get out of here and there's nothing that needs, you know, nothing can get in my way. I don't feel that way now. Like I can go hang out in a Walmart forever and just be tired, you know, and just get huh? sleepy in there. Just your basic drain. Yeah. And so I don't really, I am, but I'm lousy at advice because I don't really know what I did. I think something just changed chemically or something, but, um, what would you suggest here? I'm just noting it was 2008. Yeah. Um, and so, first of all, okay, let's start with this. Let me go back to that point in a second. But let's start with this. This sucks, dude. Like, this is hard. And mm-hmm. and also, like, of course, right? The fact that this isn't happening to all of us right. is actually the, the true miracle here. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot happening and, and that kind of leads to my point about you, Scott, in 2008. Like when there is a lot going on um, that is out of your control and feels 
all over the place, which 2008 had its own version of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this version is the worst version, in my opinion, but it, it's that the vibe is everywhere and everyone's kind of not okay. And you're you're using resources that maybe you haven't had to tap before. And, and it sounds like, um, you know, there's been a, a in utero version of this, like when he was in college, he, yeah. did, he had some of those experiences. Yeah. Um, and but, so this isn't brand new, but we've added an element to uh, this that is, is very new, which is COVID and masks and how people wear or don't wear them or like the freaking people with their noses stick it out. Can we honestly? Exactly. <laughs> it creates so much more stress than it should. So as I'm in Walmart and or Walgreens getting my shot and this woman, she just walks around Walgreens with it hanging from her ear until she has to talk to someone and then she puts it up. And I just think <laughs> for the love of all that's holy, it's still a statewide mandate. Can you just yeah. help us out here? Cause yeah. and what are you, and what are you achieving? Right. Is yeah. it, is it to, to just show that you can do it or is it cause it's I so much know. easier for you to have it down like, low. When You've got it, it like, on your face. Just hike it up a, an inch. Yeah, yeah I, I don't get it either. But I also think like that is there is a moment I had there that would not exist at any other time in my life. I would never look at a person and go, oh, I think I know something about them because they're wearing a mask wrong or, you know, I have to feel any vibes or whatever. Right. So that is a lot. And, and it sounds like in shopping environments, um, where there's a lot of chaos, noise, color, smells, people. I mean, Walmart to me, uh, it has a particular smell that if I'm not okay, I can't go in there. <laughs> like, it's going to trigger some type of fight or flight response, right? Yeah. And it, and really, what's happening to him is he's having a a form of a panic attack. So I think we often think of the panic attacks you see on TV, right, where you can't breathe and you need to breathe into a bag, and there's it's right. a little more physically noticeable on the outside people are having panic attacks all the time and we can't see it oh yeah Uh, no that's the thing real quick here let me interject because most of the time when i was in my when i was having these horrible panic attacks and they were all the time they were people rarely knew kim would be the only one that would kind of know the signs because she would see them and and when i was with her alone i was much more open about what was going on but if i'm in public and this was happening I just looked normal to people. I didn't look like I was falling apart inside, but I was ready to explode. Like, get me the frick out of here. The closest I've seen anybody get this right was an episode of Mindhunter season one. And Brian, you might remember this. Um, what's his name? The the younger dude, not not the older guy. On uh, Not the older detective. I can't think of his name. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Whatever his name was. He's working with that serial killer for so long and it finally just gotten into his blood, you know, like he just had, it just was too much and he didn't know what was happening to him. So your first like major meltdown panic attack, you think you're dying. You think you're going to die. And that show got that feeling down much better than most. Most of the time it's, it's like the camera's spinning around and it's just like this artificial chaos that isn't exactly right. But that, that particular episode of Mindhunter kind of nailed it. Um, but yeah, like there's your Wendy's right. Most of the time, our desire to hide how we're feeling overrides the physical uh, manifestation of a panic attack. Well, and he's he's having a couple other symptoms, right, where he's sort of uh, dissociating. And it's like you described that driving in a car, but usually you're just lost in thought. But this is this is like a brain 
it's like a pause on mental activity as a safety measure, right? Right. Kind of shuts it down. So he's physically moving to the back of the store. Um, he's, you know, with her so he can get there, but then he's there and hadn't realized, you know, he couldn't, he didn't know how he got there, right. which mm-hmm. is also disconcerting, right? Yeah. It is weird when you're in your car and you get somebody you're like, well, I can't really remember. That's freaky. <laughs> it's scarier in your car. Well, maybe not scary, just a different kind of scary. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. But what was do I have, doing? Yeah. yeah. Right. You do have a moment where you're like, Ugh. and so if you really have no sense of how you got somewhere and you just woke up somewhere, you'd be really alarmed. Right. Mm-hmm. So everything keeps sort of piling on. And that's sort of shows what's happening here is that, You've got all these elements and then your own sort of trauma with COVID and everybody's weird mojo everywhere you have, you go that is a public shopping place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I told this on this show before. I'm not sure, but I was in a grocery store not long ago and I just, as I do, knocked a thing over like a metal, you know, on like a corner. It had a, a big metal thing that had come loose. Turns out there's metal things on corners of grocery aisles and i kick it it's just right the, yeah yeah i guess it's for you know people for keeping the carts from taking out chunks of drywall or something yeah totally and i am like i knock this thing over it was so loud like i can't even it, i don't think i've heard anything so loud in my life mm. and everyone in the store freezes turns around there's two guys in front of me holding big boxes of food they drop them and the panic in everyone's face. And I was like, I am so sorry, everyone. <laughs> and it's because it, I mean, it's a ticking tom- time bomb, right? Like everyone's right. kind of not okay. And so that is the world he is, you know, dealing with some, some public anxiety, social anxiety in a, in a group space, right? right. So agoraphobia, sorry, agoraphobia is sort of fear of crowds or not being able to leave a certain place. Um, and so people tend to just stay home, right? Like that's a very, uh, that's, that's one version of this. And it's like that he's got some version of this. And of course it's gotten worse. It just makes so much sense that it has gotten worse. And his body is responding the way it does when it needs you to get out of there. So there's a, there's the parasympathetic response, um, or sympathetic response, which is run, freeze, panic, play dead, like dissociate, leave, you know? And so he, he doesn't get to control those things when he is that all of those ingredients are there and he's triggered in, inside one of these spaces. So right. his wife is right. Um, that getting in as needed, I'm not fancy enough to use Latin. So as needed, <laughs> um, that he can use, um, that would calm his nerves as he's about to enter a store. And that feels hard, right? Like, do I really need to take this in order to go to Walmart? Might just feel like, okay, right? Right. But sometimes um, people just having it with them can be enough to, like, calm them down, right? That that might just having a prescription in your wallet or, you know, Mm -hmm. his purse um, can can do a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Like I and, had, and uh, so that's like one thought too. When I was in, um, whenever I had to do anything stagey at BlizzCon, I would carry um, stuff in my bag that I never used, but but I knew was there. And so I, there was always this feeling of like, look, even if it got bad, you just you're good. You could you you could make it through because of this. 
but you probably won't what was need it. Like it. a Game Boy? What would, what did you have in your bag? That uh, just a little. <laughs> I, had a, I had a small prescription of Valium from a doctor. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. And it just cool. sat in my bag, never got used, aged out, got flushed down the toilet because they're too old anyway. But yeah. having them there in twenty, it's like an insurance kind of thing. Yeah, it was like an. It was like a weird sense of like worst case scenario. I'm. I have a plan, mm-hmm. but. Also, I knew that I would probably never have worst case scenario and I never did. And that was nice. It was a nice feeling. No, it was a nice feeling to know I both had backup and didn't need it at the same time. Dude. So like all these times we were at BlizzCon together, you were holding and you, uh, you know, yeah, I was bogarting all the, all the drugs. If you want, you know, look, (laughs) they go for a lot of money on the streets of Anaheim. I I needed to Uh, cover my my bills. He didn't take you in the bathroom and give you a half a Valium (laughs) that had been in his pocket. It's a little sticky. (laughs) But I will say like by the time I did that enough times that by the time 2018 rolled around and I, and I had the biggest stage thing ever, I had to be up in front of 26,000 people. I didn't even have them that year because I had done this and I'd felt okay about it. And I'd sort of built that confidence up over time. So when that finally happened, it was like, Oh, I don't need anything. I'm good. I can just do this. It'll be fine. And then the worst case scenario went from, you're going to have the worst panic attack of your life and freaking fall off the stage and faint in front of everybody. Then I started to have the attitude of like, well, what if that happened? That'd be a memorable moment. Everybody would remember that time that guy fainted. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Passed yeah. out. Yeah. Well, and you're, you're leading to a, the, the thing I really want them to do because to have a volume in your pocket is, is a fine psychological tool of safety because really, if you think of what it is and you just described this, right, which is that you've got, a way to escape or be safe or be okay, which is the core problem here. Here's where this is tricky. You think the majority of people have no problem going to the store. Why? Like your story is that something's wrong with you, not that really what's wrong with everybody else that they aren't freaked out in a Walmart. Um, And so it's it's kind of a harsh judgment of yourself that you – you know, you're holding that story because it's happened to you. You freaked out in these stores and, and felt out of control and awful. So that story's pretty strong. So the, the cognitive behavioral therapy or exposure therapy or, you know, ways to work with the stories and the thinking can be incredibly valuable here. So that then the volume in your purse is just a, a helpful addition well, for but the record, the, I didn't have a purse, but that's fine. Continue. You did. Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> and then he can like eventually get up to, like, if he wants to go to the store, I would use this as an excuse to never go to a store again. That's honestly what would I would do because I I hate going to the store so much. Right. Um. Don't do that because it's against what I'm actually telling you. But I, it, it really, it it makes sense why people wouldn't go again, right? If anyone felt that way, we'd all stop going to the store. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where we can get in trouble. And that's where agoraphobia really sort of takes hold and the not leaving the house um, because you you never know. We can build into that because we keep having experiences that w- we are having a response. Our body is responding like we're going to die. So why would you go out of the house? It's just logical. The difference is now we don't have a tiger chasing you that will kill you. We just have a grocery store. And so the story doesn't match. So to, to get some help with that, there are, you know, this is where your wife can be helpful. Like you're, she's not going to do therapy with you, but she can help find a workbook you could go through together. Um, Maybe there is some videos you can watch on 
sort of exposure therapy or, you know, you don't want to do these things without a professional. I realize what I'm saying, but if you can't afford to get help on a regular basis, or maybe you can get one good appointment with somebody who's specializes in this and they can give you a bunch of tools. You can buy workbooks, workbooks that are like toolkits for um, managing anxiety as, and these specific things. There's things out there that can help you start to get into the mode of, I need to challenge the story that keeps me from going in there and do things in ways that are smart, right? Like don't go, don't start your first day going at 4 PM on a Thursday, because that's when everyone's going to buy dinner ingredients. You, you go at with the old people on Monday morning at 9 AM right? <laughs> and you go slow and you, you know, like there's, there's mm-hmm. step-by-step and cognitively, uh, smart ways to manage some of these feelings or you medicate it. That's what people do. Sometimes they medicate it and they don't do that work. A combo is really our best bet. Um, yeah. And so I want to encourage him to try to find something that is affordable, that doesn't over rely on his wife, of course, but just, you know, she can also guide him to some good resources potentially, or someone she's connected to can. Yeah. I mean, years, years ago, you, we had a discussion here. I don't remember the context exactly, but you were, you were really pushing the concept of leaning into it. And, Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of this exposure therapy, I think. Yeah. Maybe that was it, Mm -hmm. but just, yeah, this concept of like, if a place, if a busy place, like, um, uh, whatever, I mean, it's so weird in post COVID times, even talking about it in this way, but (laughs) you can still be in a pretty crowded Walmart in 2021. It turns out, um, but anyway, like if that is the thing that's really bugging, then it seems counterintuitive, but just do it more <laughs> like that works. It's worked for me. Like you just sometimes you have to just lean into it. And the problem with it, with like anxiety attacks is they seemingly come out of nowhere and they're confusing and they're embarrassing and they're, they don't make sense. Like, why am I feeling this way? And nobody else around me is sensing this. It's horrible. It's really one of the worst things on this freaking planet. I want to jump on something. You asked a great question, which is why is this happening? Yeah. And the, the, the impulse humans have to ask this very important question is a good one. The problem is we don't actually ever listen for the answer, which is why is this happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the story is that I'm bad or broken or what's wrong with me. Like, that's your answer. Well, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to panic more, <laughs> right? Like yeah. the, the whole system's like, oh, you're even less safe because now you're a dork or, you know, whatever the story <laughs> that emerges. But yeah. if you really listen, well, it's because I don't feel good. This isn't a good spot. And here's the thing. And this is where no other time on earth, I hope. Um, will this be more true? But as people slowly get back into the groove of life and groups, what people are finding is their tolerance for even small groups has diminished significantly. Their ability to sort of hang in on a conversation that's more than an hour and not on a screen Mm -hmm. is, it's like our brains do this thing when we're not using them for particular things, it, it prunes them. So think of it as the bush that needs pruning or the tree. You take off the dead parts that aren't being used. And yeah. when a year is a significant amount of time to not do certain things socially, 
So our brain has pruned some of the stuff like, oh, I don't need that anymore. I don't need to look at body language. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and it'll come back, right? Yeah. But yeah. people are going to have to be inching It's going to be a this. long adjustment period of, Weird you know, how yeah. impactful, yeah. And so he is not alone. And it explains why this has gotten worse. But there are plenty of people who've um, never had anything like this and are experiencing this. So yeah. it it is um, it's the brain adjusting, and so to recognize, like, go slow, be kind to yourself. You are not broken. This is this is frustrating, of course, and not fun to experience. But your brain thinks you're in trouble, and so we've got to figure out how to, to calm your brain down so it doesn't think you're in trouble and respond the way it's responding because it's responding as if you're going to get hurt, something really bad's going to happen. And, you know, it doesn't help when we have shootings in grocery stores. Yeah, right? that would because help. Because then something really bad can happen. And yeah. Mass shootings oh. being what they are, it would help if those were less prominent. Um, okay, let me let me throw out an esoteric quick thing here. You tell me if this is off base or not. Um, it feels like to me, just like any stress on humans, you know, they, they try to adapt or figure out what to do, right? Whether it's an immediate threat like a tiger or saber-toothed tiger chasing you down in your cave or if it's a, you know, bigger, more, um, you know, broad thing like a pandemic um, that may or may not affect you as much because you're living in a rural place where no one's, you know, no one sees anybody already, or you live in a packed city where it's real bad or whatever. Um, that the so so the, so I'll just get to the question. Do you think that when people the there's a certain percentage of people who are like, you know what we need to do? We just need to let this thing have its way, just like previous previous times there's been terrible plagues just let it rip through the populace and leave the strongest survive that's the way it's meant to be uh we're, we're just fiddling around here just let nature do its thing isn't that just them coming up with their way of dealing with it do you know what i'm saying like that's just their mental bandage of of saying well ah, this is a lot of stress my way of dealing with it is to say come at me and Come what may, kill who you want to kill, and the rest of us will survive, and then we'll move on, thinking you'll probably survive. Isn't it the same thing as somebody who's nervous and doesn't want to leave home and, you know, has their other, they just have an other way of dealing with the exact same stress, right? And you could say it's a slow version of fight, flight, or freeze, right? Like, uh, fight is what I'm going to choose, but I have to do it in a slow version, and it probably won't even affect me. I think there's something to be said for that, like, when you're saying that out loud, you're not actually saying, well, if my mom and dad die and I get real sick and I have a long haul case, yeah, it's fine. Let's do it. Yeah, That's not what anyone is saying. They're right. saying I'm immune. I, and I've been thinking about this a lot with, I mean, I live in Minnesota. I live near all of the excitement this week. Mm, and yeah, yeah. Um, kidding. just if I have to talk to one more freaking white person, I can't tell you what. <laughs> um <laughs> And there's a reason I, I have, I'm trying to wrap my head around how is it that you think you have these answers to something you've never experienced? Like, like, like the lack of humility to, to just like, this just happened recently. So I was talking to someone and they said, I've been, a, I've been pulled over and arrested before. Yeah. And I was like, all oh, got it. So you know exactly what this is like. Yeah. And I was like, and tell me how belligerent you were to the cop. He's like, yeah, I, he was such a jerk. And I was yelling at him. I'm like, did you ever fear for your life? He's like, well, no. And I'm like, okay, can do I have to spell this out? And it's because yeah. some people we know. have this thing. And I don't know if this is a word. I meant to Google it, but I have COVID brain right now. 
Uh, I don't have a real COVID brain, but I have, you know, anyway, it is this self-referential empathy that as long as I have felt it or experienced it, then it's real. And so when I do that, it feels so true. Like I can think these people are blank, blank because I didn't get <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's all this self-referential stuff. So when you say that, like everyone's experiencing this differently, they are. I do think there is a, a span of sort of what we do with fear. We all respond differently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we don't know until we are gripped by it what we do. do are we a fighter? Are we a freezer? Mm-hmm. Are we a fawner? Are we, you know, do we flee? And, and he's having this experience going into a store where his biology is kicking in. There's enough sort of signals in the environment that says, this isn't safe. You got to go. And it's, it's, it's doing some passing out maneuvers. It's doing get out of here maneuvers, right? He's not fighting. He's not going to chop kick anybody. Mm-hmm. But somebody else who's told to wear a mask, I guarantee they're getting kicked their their fight maybe gets kicked in right in those moments um and anyway so there's lots of variation on this theme but i do think there is such a strong what am i experiencing and that is real and it's pretty tough when someone very different from you or having different experiences from you says a thing that hits a nerve for you because you didn't do anything bad or you're a good white guy or you know whatever yeah um it, it's just really tricky because you just think, well, if it's not real for me, it's not real for them. And it's not overt. This isn't like out loud. Some people say it out loud, of course. Yeah. Um, but, but there is this like internal response that is. Um, it's like not all men. Nope. I hate that. Not all men thing. I hate it. So when somebody, somebody recounts a, a horrible, you know, story of abuse from somebody, you know, I, I don't know, let's say they were sexually ab- abused or harassed at work or raped or something terrible. And they, they, they're brave enough to tell that story, especially when that story has, you know, ramifications about the, the prominence of the person involved or something or whatever, this whole me too movement thing as an example, um, dudes that reply to that will not all men. Mm. Nobody said it was all men. <laughs> when nobody when nobody now, brought you into this that's, that's, okay you, so get curious why does why is that necessary for take one person that needs to write that why i don't like, know i don't get it you're gonna have to explain this to me because i've never understood it i don't get it it's like, self-referential empathy right which okay. is I get my term i'm making up which is this idea of like that is threatening to hear that's terrible right you're a human. You're not a monster. You're hearing this story, but you cannot fathom that because that includes you. Right. Right. So you made it about you. And so now you're defending you when yeah. no one's accused you of anything. Right. Right. And I think this is white people do this too. I'm particularly stuck on the, the racial issue for good reasons. Um, is that somehow anyone's experience of, all the lives, the lives lost and their interconnectedness. Like George Floyd's um, girlfriend is the teacher to Dante Wright's uh, was his teacher in high high school or a principal or something. Like Mm. if that there's that much police death in your life that you're all interconnected, there's too much police death clearly. Right. So, but then you are a white guy trying to, you know, intellectualize and understand this whole thing. And you're like, 
well, I don't do that. Or I have great experiences with call. Like it's about you. And that's what's so tricky is there's, there's this very egocentric response we have that stops curiosity, right? Yeah. So even we can flip it to the other direction. Like you don't get why someone would write all, not all men. Well, come on, Scott, get curious. Like, well, what might that be about? And how is that about you? And that's tricky. None of us are good at this, right? I don't know how we're talking about this. This is not related. No, it's okay. I, I think it's an okay thing. <laughs> it's funny because I just had this, like, I had a direct experience recently with a listener. Brian was copied on it. I got this email from somebody mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. said, um, I know you guys don't mean any harm when you do this. And when they say you guys, she really means me because I'm the one that always brings it up. But <laughs> but Brian always, Brian, Brian's got a friend named Chris Brown and he brings him up sometimes. Like, oh yeah, my buddy Chris Brown. And I'll go, and I always make this joke. I say, oh, is that the one that beat up Rihanna? Now I'm ripping on Chris Brown and think he's a douchebag for being a domestic abuser. But I'm being very flippant and sort of um, loose with with just throwing that out there. You know, tr- treating domestic abuse is like, well, it's a chance for Scott to tell his Chris jo- Brown joke every time it, it comes up. And she was just like, yeah, you know, it, for those who are who are in that world who have felt that pain um, or are still dealing with it, that stuff's really, really hard to hear. And she's right. She's totally freaking right. Mm-hmm. And I told her as much. And I'm never going to tell that joke again because she's right. And the reason the reason she's right is a couple of fold. One, she's just right intrinsically, but two, I don't have the experience that that dredges up for people. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have a uh you know, dad didn't beat me up growing up. Kim doesn't punch me now. <laughs> I've never been in a position where anyone gave me too much crap, and part of that's cuz I'm tall and even in high school and junior high when I got tall, nobody bullied me. Like I don't have that referential experience and that and that feeling of like I'm stuck here and also there's a physical forbearance in my face all the time. I don't have that experience. So me being very flippant and jokey, even though it's mostly about me condemning Chris Brown and his shitty behavior, it's not I'm not doing that in a way that's that's super thoughtful to those who have been victims of domestic abuse. And so as a result, uh I could have handled that email two ways. It could have been, and I'm not, by the way, pipe tuning my own horn. This is me trying to do better. Okay. This is all this is. This isn't me saying, so do what I did. That's not what I'm saying. Do what you want to do. I'm just saying that in this particular case, I was faced with a situation where I could go, you know what I meant. I never mean anything. Yeah. You know, this it never, was just I, a joke. Yeah, I yeah, could have done all those mm-hmm. explainers and 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 there and not and 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 could have justified the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I looked at it, thought about it. This is even before I saw your reply, Brian. And I went, No, I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not it isn't even that funny, so it's not really worth it. It's we have enough of these that Brian can say a thing and then I bring up an old joke. Like we have enough of that. We can, and none of those hurt people and make them feel bad. And I don't want to make people feel bad. That's not mm-hmm. our goal here on this show or in my life. So, so. There's a great, great quote that I can't remember who, because my brain's not working is um, men uh, are interacting with women and their greatest fear is if they'll get rejected and women interacting with men, their greatest fear is they'll be killed. Yeah. Well, it's a big difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah. Rejection and, and death; those are two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those are wide gap. And so you think 
women have a- adopted a bunch of ways to survive. We have. And, and one, of the, one of the things here, and, and let me get to this point, because this is my conversations with many people, is just this. I'm so sick of being talking about race. I'm so, if you're so sick of any of these conversations, it's because that's not, you're not in the group that's being harmed. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just the comfort. You know, I've thought about that. Like when I was a kid, I didn't have to think about any of these things. And we spent hours at dinner talking about race in our house. And my kids saying, but the policeman across the street is so nice. And, and the cops at my school are so nice. And we're like, yep, there's a lot of nice cops because they have little kid brains. They don't understand this. Mm-hmm. So we're talking mm-hmm. about it. And then I said, okay, so also here's the thing you may not experience because your skin is white. You don't know what someone else's experience is when their skin isn't white. And so it's just slowly trying to build this like, hey, there's self-referential empathy, like, but they're good to me all lives matter or, you know, not all men. That's a way of saying I'm okay. So how is this a problem out there? And it's because it's distressing to live in a place where there's this pain and there's these problems. But this weird thing we kind of get stuck on is our own take or our own, how it impacts me. Um, It's problematic. Now we're humans. This is a survival response, right? Which is how does this impact me so I can be safe? Me and mine, right? This is very old, very tribal, very um, survivalist. And so it takes a lot to get out of that. And I have a lot of empathy for people who are, are stuck in it and just feel like they're getting beat up maybe for the first time in their lives. Like I have a few people I talk to who are like, I'm a white male. Nothing will ever be good for me again. I'm like, all right, buddy. Breathe. <laughs> Breathe because you're for the first time having just a bit of a taste of it and it is not great, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's how to break out of some of these sort of self referencing things. It's really tricky to do. Mm -hmm. And so if you think you're sure about something, and this is what's hard, we're, we're humans. We want to be sure that feels safe, right? I want to know what I think, where it is, who I trust, what's going on. That's, that's, part of our craving. So to be really open and really listen is tricky and our pride gets hurt and our ego gets hurt and we don't want to see ourselves in certain ways. So this all leads to get a little Valium, put it in your purse. (laughs) (laughs) Get it legally. Talk to your doctor. Yeah. Going back to you. Yeah. And you're going to be okay. And there is help. And when the pandemic ends and things normal out, just give yourselves time to, sorry, real quick shift away from that to this is just, I don't think, maybe any of us are giving ourselves enough space to um, to see some of the impact of, of COVID on us and grief and collective grief. I mean, this is so cute. Tara sends me this text like, I know stuff's going on, down in Minnesota. I hope you're safe. And I wrote back after the conviction came through and I'm just, I'm so relieved that he was convicted. And she writes back, I don't know who you're talking about and what conviction, but whatever, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I need more of that in my life. I need yeah, someone right. who knows nothing, nothing yeah. and has no opinion to just care about people and safety and love. And yeah. I'm like, and that's it. hilarious. Yeah, it I, was I hilarious. Agree. Now, but I, yeah. that's human. Now we okay. haven't, you know, like you said, we, we steered a little bit away from an anxiety question, but uh, I hope this other stuff helps too. Cause I think part of, the anxiety of 2020 and the pandemic uh, that everybody kind of shared was just this feeling of unease, uncertainty, and things they're not used to. And some reacted in belligerent, hateful ways and others acted in 
kind and helpful ways. And, and most of us reacted in sort of sink into the couch and eat a lot of Cheetos sort of ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but or a little of all of them. Acknowledging yeah. that we all did a bit of that is helpful. I think it's helpful to me as somebody who has struggled with anxiety issues in his life. So I hope it is to this person we're calling B. So let us know if, uh, uh, how you're doing. And also as usual, it almost goes without saying anymore, but when people write in, it already tells me they're on, you know, they're on a better track than they think they are. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, they're actually asking and you know, they're, he's, he's we're talking to his wife and his wife's making suggestions and like, there's not, this isn't somebody who's, not wanting to do something about it. They're, they're actively, you know, trying, you so. hate using the phrase, Oh, well, you know, admitting or, or, or figuring out how you want to solve your problem is the first step in solving your problem. But it's, it is true. I mean, it's acknowledgement and yeah, you're, you're on your way. Awareness. To like yeah. sometimes yeah. getting yeah. out of our own, uh, denial is, I mean, that's the hardest step. Yeah. Of, I, agree. I, I need help or have a problem or it's not just a dirty river full of disease. It's, no, uh, and he's <laughs> he's got it's an acute onset, so it's not something he can ignore. Whereas a lot of us can be in real bad mental shape and walk around for a long time and not even know it. Right. Um. And and this stuff, it just it doesn't. You don't get to choose to not see it because it will hit him in the face every time he needs to get a burrito. You know, like yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> All your burrito getting moments. Yeah. Are, yeah um, right. Did they sell burritos at Walmart? Because that is really grossing me out. Yeah, sell them at Seven uh, Eleven if you want. Yeah, we found that out <laughs> earlier. Um, but no, I think I think if you're in a Walmart with one of the built-in Taco Bells, obviously you can. You can do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. They. But, I've but seen. Don't. But, but don't, don't, yeah, but don't. Just don't. Yeah, just, just don't. don't. I wouldn't even just get the Subway help. sandwiches there. That's just nasty. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I There's a reason I see somebody. I, I see, okay, of the four times I've seen somebody barf in a public place, three of them have been at a Walmart. So oh. I, I don't know what that tells you, but uh, something's yes. going on there. Anyway, yeah. uh, don't puke in public is the lesson. Wendy, it's always a pleasure to hang out and talk. Realsteps.org is a place people can go to learn about Wendy's cool program she's running all the time. Uh, I don't know what the status is. You guys taking new people at the moment? What's the deal? We will. I said last week we were ready. We're not ready. We'll be ready this weekend, I promise. And oh, I'll send nice. out an email. So go in and you can sign up and put your email on there. And we'll send out how it all works and when it starts. Yeah. If you're curious about it, um, go read all about yeah. it. It's all right there. It's just a website, everybody. Real hey, stuff. Can I ask for just a little feedback real quick? Of course. Have I made sense today? Oh, yeah. It totally made sense. <laughs> I don't think you were foggy at all. Only foggy to yourself. Oh, it's except, so right. weird. It's, what what it's about like that part? I'm, what about that part where she said um, she kept muttering, "You got, you got, you got what I need." What was that about? That yeah, was really weird. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly, it's like being <laughs> like you're about a foot behind someone in line, and the person in front of you is talking. That's how this feels. Well, that's <laughs> when you started, you know, spouting leftist propaganda. I that, know. Uh, <laughs> that's when. That's sure. when we. <laughs> That's true. We had to pause the show for a little bit. You remember any of that? Wow. She became a a pupit of the leftists. All right. Uh, Well done. And we will definitely talk next week. And hopefully uh, the the efficient German Pfizer will treat you well between now and then. Yes. We'll see you then. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. (laughs) All right. Um, Brian, I heard a rumor that a certain guy on a bike is going to be buttering up his crotch and riding again for charity. Tell us all about it. That's right. 
Yeah. So, I mean, there are two big things that I do every year for charity. One is for Alzheimer's. That's the coverthon, And the other one is the MS-150 bike ride. Guess what? This year, they're like a freaking week apart. So it's mm. like I've got to be <laughs> gearing up for one while I'm gearing up for the other. But uh, for right now, I really want to push the MS-150 fundraiser. Listen, if you've got five bucks, if you got 10 bucks, if you got 20, whatever. And maybe, you know, somebody in your life who suffers from MS. I have an aunt that suffers from MS and she rides on this freaking 150 mile bike ride every year. Um, we did our makeup ride together last year when the event got canceled, but they brought it back this year. They're doing it in different ways, still socially distanced, but, but they're, but they're still doing it. And it's so, uh, it's such a great, uh, event and the positivity and the people cheering on the sidelines as you ride by different different parts of town are just it's like so heartwarming yeah. anyway what i want you to do is go to tiny.cc slash coverville bike 2021 because i forgot that i used bike coverville last year and whatever that thing doesn't work anymore uh and i can't reuse that tiny url but anyway tiny.cc slash coverville bike 2021 all lowercase um if you can make a donation that's great and uh, of course as always if you make a donation and then send me an email uh and let me know a song that you want me to include on the mix that i listen to while i'm writing then i'll think about you while i'm listening to that song and i won't judge and i won't uh complain that i hate nickelback but i'll do it and i won't and i won't bitch about it uh tiny.cc slash coverville bike 2021 nice uh, dude, that we'll mention it a bunch more times too, and get get you guys nice yes. and familiar with it. You were you really uh, came to the table last year, and let's let's do it again. Yes, and I actually might. You know, somebody in the chat is saying, "Stream the ride, stream the ride." I picked this guy up right here, the Mevo, and I'm going to be practicing around with this on the bike. I've got a little a little uh, stand for it, and it is a, a streamer that will that I can actually stream from the bike. So even my practice rides, I'm going to try streaming. Nice. How do you yeah. so do you tie that to your phone? Yeah, Tether and uh, and then the phone isn't like using up all the resources of using the camera and the GPS and all the stuff that it that I need for the ride. Just this will handle the bandwidth, all the yeah. the heavy lifting, and it'll just use the bandwidth on the phone. That's great. Straight. Very yeah. very cool. All right. Well, watch for more of that coming soon. In the meantime, that'll do it for our broadcast week. At least the normal broadcast week. You patrons will get a TMSPM tomorrow at three thirty Mountain Time. We'll do it live and uh, put it up, of course, on the Patreon feed. So check that out. If you're interested in our Patreon, every day there's bonus content and you can't get it any other way. Sign up at patreon.com slash TMS. For everything else you might need in this life, you can find it at frogpants.com slash TMS. Uh, sign up for our newsletters as well. I've got one called frogpants.club. Super easy. Sign up and you're in. Brian's running the cover letter these days over at coverville. What is it? Uh, Substack, coverville.substack.com. Yep, Substack. every Friday morning you get a. Oh, cool! You have yours even. You have like a regular schedule. I'm terrible I just do at it. it. If I don't do it on a regular schedule, then I won't do it. Uh, as good. well. As well. <laughs> <laughs> plus, I plus it lets me like compile all the great songs that I've heard over the week that just came out mm-hmm. in, and put it in one place. Uh, and uh, yeah, very anyway, nice. That's that's some of the stuff you get. The freaking Polyphonic Spree surprised everyone and released a cover album last Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I get to tell my cover or my um, uh, Polyphonic Spree story. And they're just awesome people. 
Yeah, that's very cool. Um, and uh, um, that was I going to say. I was going to say another thing about that, and I forgot. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, uh, 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 today there should be a new Fred and Can today. That's what it is. <laughs> Fred and Fred Can. Cam. If you didn't like, cool. if you're mad that I made fun of the Snyder Cut last week, well then look forward to whatever today brings. Because uh, were there people mad that you made fun of the Snyder Cut? It's not mad. I got a few people. You know how people get. If you're yes, a super have you fan even seen boy, the Snyder Cut? No, yet, though, I haven't even seen it. That's the funny thing. I haven't even watched it. The joke was, can put a fake beard on and acted like he had aged fifty years because he watched the Snyder Cut. <laughs> right, right. And 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 the whole point was, here's somebody who's being a jerk about the Snyder Cut in the form of Can, and here's Fred, who's all the rest of you who love the Snyder Cut, yeah, and he's yeah. irritated that Can's being a dork. Don't come at me. Come at Can. Right. Right. Listen, and and go watch the Snyder Cut. You can binge watch binge watch the whole series over the course of a weekend, and uh, and it's great. Yes, Enjoy it. I agree. All right, that's gonna do it. <laughs> Let's play some music and get out of here, Brian. What song are we playing? Yes, uh, Derek. Derek. Derek wrote in Derek. and said, I, "I can only think of uh, David Zukas in uh, uh, the Good Place, always having a martini glass full of weird things." <laughs> Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, Brandon Scott, April 22nd will be my wife's and my 15th anniversary. Well, happy anniversary. We've come a long way in the past 15 years, and we're both the same and very different people from when we first got married. Could you please pick a song that is appropriate for this, something that's fun and whimsical that you think would be appropriate? If you can't fire the ship's phasers, then you can eat rice. Oh, my gosh. Uh, wow. All right. Take your pick. Here, let's see phasers. Let's test the ship's phasers. I don't have rice handy. So there you oh, go. That's all a right. I love, I love the ship's phasers. That's yeah. my favorite thing. It's good. Uh, you both kick ass, and thanks for all you do. Signed, Derek in Canada with holes in the money. Um, all right. So- see? Someone finally admits it. Yes, yes. Jeff Sire may deny it, but there's holes in that their that their money. Sometimes right. you have to pop out the middle of a toonie or a loony to get the hole, but yeah. uh, there's holes in it. How else are you going to tie a little string on it and keep using it in the phone booth or whatever? You know, exactly. get the hole in it. I know what's exactly. Uh, all right, so 15 years ago, uh, there was a lot of crap on the Billboard charts. 2006, April 22nd, 2006. But there were a couple of good songs. One of them was a tune by James Blunt called You're Beautiful. Uh, that song is kind of slow and lame. And uh, But <laughs> when you do it in the style of the Stray Cats rockabilly yeah. with actual former members of the Stray Cats, it turns into a whole new thing. Plus, they figure out a way to inject uh, some Jason Mraz, I'm Yours, a little bit of uh, Jesse J's, um, what's that song called? Price Tag? Oh. It's all about the money, money, mm-hmm. money. That's yeah. the one. Uh, anyway, here are the rocker covers with their cover of You're Beautiful from their 2013 album, New Old Stock.
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 